first ever episode of Nature Therapy Online. My name is Stephen McCabe and I'm an ecotherapist living in Scotland and this show is something I've wanted to do for a really long time and I'm so excited to be getting off my lazy bum and actually doing this for you. So I really hope that you're having a lovely day or evening or afternoon, wherever it is that you're based in the world. And thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I suppose I should tell you a little bit about myself and why I'm doing this. So for me, nature has changed my life. For a long time and for many years, I was so lost in my own mind that I forgot that I was living on this beautiful planet. And through a series of mindfulness exercises that I did outdoors quite a few years ago, the world just seemed to open up to me again. And I've not been the same since. I've been a much happier person. And since then, I trained to become a nature therapist or an ecotherapist, and those terms are used interchangeably. I tend to use them um, different terms at different times, depending on context, but I will probably call myself an ecotherapist for most of the podcast. Um, but don't get confused if I say nature therapist, okay, because I'm talking about exactly the same thing. It's just another term. So I trained and became an ecotherapist with the Tariki Trust in England, an amazing organization who taught me so much. Um, I have a background in counseling and I have an online business called Nature Therapy Online where I offer nature therapy to people all over the world via the internet. So as I said before, I think, I, I think at least, I live here in Scotland. Um, I'm lucky enough to live in the countryside in the Midlothian area, which is a really beautiful place to be. Um, I suppose if you're here, you're curious as to what nature therapy or ecotherapy is. I guess, you know, a lot of you probably will be aware already, but there's so many terms that are flying around at the moment because this is such a, a new and growing field. Um, at the same time, it's the oldest kind of mental health support in the world. And basically, all that ecotherapy says is that we feel a lot better when we live closer with nature. And that doesn't matter whether you live in the countryside or you live in the biggest city or metropolis in the world. Nature is always there. There are always insects and some birds flying around. There is always weeds growing up out of the cracks. There is always nature around us. And we are a part of nature ourselves. And when we pay attention to this, when we recognize this and recognize how beautiful life can be, we feel so much better and we're better people for it as well. And at the heart of it, that's what ecotherapy is. It's, 
in my case and the way I run my ecotherapy business, certain tasks and activities that help people connect with nature. So we don't just go outside and walk around the city and take our thoughts with us and think, well, there we go, I had outside time, but why don't I feel any better than when I left? And that's because we need to pay attention to what's around us. You know, our minds, and I think we're all aware of this, the human mind just never stops. We're always lost in what's coming next or what we've done wrong or how we're going to change the world or or why that person in our workplace annoys us so much and why don't they give us more respect or just having songs bouncing around our heads without being that aware of it. They're just busy, busy places. And when we go outside in ecotherapy, we set tasks where we say, let's pay attention to what's here. And what happens afterwards when we do that is something really hard to describe and put into words. But it's something that I know you understand already because we've all had incredible experiences in nature. You've had them when you're a child. You've had them when you're an adult. There's something so powerful and magical about remembering that we're part of this really immense mystery. You know, we're born with all of these creatures and we're floating around on this gorgeous globe and... We don't know what's happening, really. We're so lost in our arguments with each other and our, our tribes and politics and our uh, falling out with each other that we forget that we're walking around this gorgeous, almost psychedelic planet of just miracle after miracle and incredible creature after beautiful tree, after an amazing plant, after even stunning little weeds growing out of the cracks in the pavement. You know, there's so many ways that people approach ecotherapy. And my way is not necessarily the way that other people will. So you might see people advertising ecotherapy and nature therapy, and they might be heavily involved in gardening activities, for example, or more active physical outdoor activity, or... There may be therapies that put ecological issues right at the core of everything that's going on. And these are all really powerful and valid ways of doing ecotherapy. It's not how I do ecotherapy. And that's because ecotherapy or nature therapy is this huge, broad umbrella term. And because it's growing, a lot of us are using these terms and doing things in all of these incredible and different ways, really relating to how we relate to nature and what we want to share. But for me, I guess there are two things that really inform my approach to this and, and, and my own deep connection with nature and what I want to share with you, and that is mindfulness and creativity. I think those two things for me have been the things that have made me really fall in love with life again, but but those things specifically in relation to nature. Mindfulness, and I'm going to put this in a really simple way for people who don't know what it is. 
or who think it's, uh, you know, maybe a passing fad in mental health and don't understand, who are all these terrible hippies talking about mindfulness all the time. And I just want to put this in a really clear way. Mindfulness is about paying attention to what's happening. That's it. And that can be paying close attention in an ecotherapy context to what's going on outdoors. And it can also be paying attention to how we're responding to what's going on outdoors. So not getting lost in every thought that comes, but almost taking a, a healthy, detached view from our thoughts sometimes. Seeing our thoughts as another part of our body or some a function that we do, like our legs move, and we can choose to pay attention to them. So we might look at a beautiful tree when we're out and we might have a task where we want to really go and like see how what is this incredible thing that's growing out of the ground and look at how its branches have moved in this particular way and I wonder what things are living on that tree and what it's like for those things. And we also pay attention to what's happening within us. So it might be, oh, hang on. I just felt really negative when I came up against this tree. Ah, that's maybe, yeah, I just associated that with a memory of being a child and, and, and being picked on when I was under a tree like this. For example, and learning about ourselves, but at the same time, coming out of ourselves as much as going into ourselves. What's going on in here and what's going on out there? Rather than just being on pilot and letting our thoughts run all over us. And the beauty in nature, the things that we see when we pay attention are so fulfilling and so beautiful. So that for me is the mindfulness side. I'm sorry if you can hear any kind of slurpy, strange noises in the background. My dog is sat here next to me, but uh, his name's Yoro and he's, he's very sweet. He's having a little, he's having a little wash there. Um, the creativity side, um, for me, um, I'm getting more and more into storytelling as I get older and I'm fascinated by the link between stories and myth and nature and fairy tales and folk tales in nature and how in our culture past and present, a lot of our, our stories and in, in, in the the stories that are really powerful and meaningful for us as, as people have been inspired by the natural world. It's very interesting to me. But the the creativity side is not just about stories and and uh, and, and tales and mythology, although that's my personal interest. Um, it's also about art and 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 all kinds of creativity. You know, some people love to create things with the natural world or or go outside and write poetry by a river or write a story or paint a beautiful view these are all things that connect us with the outside world and they can be so fulfilling and so beautiful to do they connect us with what real life is because for me ecotherapy is not about escaping real life as some people might have it sorry my dog's digging away here can you can you hear what a terrible dog this is? He's trying to dig a hole in my lovely new sofa. Come on, Yoro, love. Come on. He wants me to cover him with a blanket. So you'll have to bear with me. I'm not one for editing podcasts, by the way. I like to just, you know, let the world do its thing and leave it in there. So come on, Yoro. Do you want to get under your blanket? Come on, chicken. There you go. Okay. 
there we go. He's nice and cosy now. You're glad to know that, aren't you? Because we, we must have cosy dogs when we do nature therapy podcasts. Otherwise, they're, they're, there's, there's no point in doing such a podcast. So, yeah, where was I? Creativity, you know, these things really connect us deeply with nature and they're beautiful to do. And I also think that just being creative full stop is such an important part of being a human being. So I'm going to be doing these podcasts weekly. I'm aiming at the moment to be doing them for around 15 minutes, but sometimes longer when I get interviews. Um, And what will I be doing in the podcast? That's a really good question. Um, So I'm going to be sharing with you tips on how to deepen your own connection with nature and I'm going to share tasks and ideas and activities that you can try that will help you live a more beautiful life and be more connected with nature yourself. As well as that, I might share some nature-based meditations. I might sometimes tell myths and stories related to nature. I will have interviews with people doing amazing work in the world of ecotherapy and nature therapy and probably lots of other things that I can't foresee right now. I think that's the beauty of a podcast that I start with a very broad, um, you know, a very broad idea here and I'm open to where it goes. Maybe some aspect will seem really popular and it will lead down that road. Maybe we'll be doing different things every week. Um, It will all be focused on nature and well-being. And if you've got any ideas about things that I could try out in this podcast, I'd love to hear that. So please get in touch. I want this to be as as much of a community-driven podcast as I possibly can because we're all one big community on this globe, even if it doesn't feel like it. And it it doesn't feel like it at the moment, does it? But, you know, I think that's why it's so important for us to to connect and 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 to remember that we're all a part of nature you know so if you do have thoughts and ideas please send them to me at steven that's my name it's with a ph not a v so it's steven at naturetherapyonline.net and you can visit me online there as well and drop along and say hi it would be lovely to hear from you um okay folks So that was episode one of Nature Therapy Online. I'll be back next week with another episode and I'm excited already. So have a lovely week. Embrace nature. Pay attention to it. Thank you very much and goodbye. Visit me online at naturetherapyonline.net